Welcome to the Love Marriage Again podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Siobhan Parat. In this podcast, you will receive the wisdom, the insight, and the tools you need to have a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Your marriage is meant to be amazing. Your marriage should be your favorite place to be. Your marriage should bring out the best in you. I'm here to help you create that. In each episode, I'll coach you to improve your communication, build a deeper connection, become a more united team, and experience more intimacy. Here, we have real conversations about what can make marriage hard, and more importantly, how to make it easy. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I am so happy to be with you today. Feeling quite energized in this moment. And I'm actually recording the podcast earlier than I normally do. So that is even more exciting because I feel like I'm ahead of schedule. How are you doing? We are in the third week of January, which I just, I can't believe this month is more than halfway over. Seems like we were just saying Happy New Year. Um, Updates on my weight loss journey for those of you who are following and interested in that. I have the goal of losing 45 pounds this year. I'm giving myself an entire year to do that. And I am between like three and four pounds down because I'm recording this podcast early. I'm not on my typical weigh-in day. And for those of you who are women, I am also in my cycle, (laughs) which may be TMI for, for you all. But as we know, hormonally and cyclically, our weight fluctuates for things beyond our control in terms of eating and exercising. But I am very, very proud to say I have been really keeping up with my eating plan, had a play date with my daughter where I knew pizza was going to be the thing that we had and I offered to bring a salad and I have to say it was so funny um you know the other moms were like you should have the pizza like why aren't you having the pizza and I was like you know I'm really trying to like really change my eating pizza actually doesn't sit well in my body and I was like, also, I've made a salad that I'm really excited about. And let me tell you, the salad was the main course. (laughs) Everybody loved the salad. I left it like everybody loved the salad. They ate more salad than pizza. And I felt really great about one, just like sticking to my own personal boundary. I know for people who have tried to lose weight or in the weight loss space, there's a lot of pressure when you're around people who may not be eating the same way that you are. There's a lot of pressure to like conform, right? They want you to enjoy the food with them. And so there was a little bit of that happening. 
And I really just had to like keep reinforcing like, no, I'm okay. I don't want the pizza. Like, let me eat my salad. If I want the pizza after, I will definitely get a slice. But I didn't. I didn't want it. And I think that's one of the great things about weight loss when you're doing it, not being on a diet, but it's really like, let me fuel my body in a delicious way. And if I want the thing that, you know, doesn't feel as good in my body, um, I'll have it, right? Like, I'm not like, oh, I don't ever eat pizza. It was like, I just don't want this pizza. Like, I like pizza. And sometimes it's worth, like, the discomfort and the indigestion that comes up for me. But it wasn't. On this particular occasion, I was not like over desiring the pizza. I wasn't even desiring the pizza. And I was very happy with my salad, as were the rest of the adults. So that's my update. I'm feeling great. I am, you know, just navigating this very slow and steady progress. So that's that update. Today in the podcast, for your marriage, we are talking about how to listen. Are you ready? Are you listening? So I love this topic and I recognize that it's also one of the things like whenever I'm talking with a couple, usually either when you know we're doing a consultation call and they're considering working with me or we're in the very first weeks of working together, I always like to ask, like, if there was anything you could be doing better in this marriage to make your your relationship and the dynamic um, improve, what would it be? And nine times out of 10, it's listening. Everyone can recognize and acknowledge that being a better listener would make positive improvements in their communication. So that's what they say to me. Now, as conversations ensue and I watch them discuss amongst themselves or discuss and answer the questions that I am asking, listening often then becomes the thing they don't actually know they're not doing in the moment of a conversation. Right. So what I'm saying is, if I were to ask you, what can you do to improve your marriage? Oh, I could be a better listener. Great. Then we're talking. I'm asking questions They're, you know, going back and forth. And it's sort of like I can see right before my eyes listening skills just like deteriorate and melt away and nobody's listening to anyone. So I've seen this happen so many times And the biggest culprit is you having an agenda of your spouse hearing you and understanding you, right? You want to be heard. You want to be understood. And that is the biggest culprit and the biggest obstacle to you listening. And the reason that that happens is because In those moments, you are valuing your perspective, your opinion, your thoughts more than you are valuing your partners. 
And many times your listening becomes with the exclusive purpose of proving your point and countering what they are saying, right? It's sort of like, yeah, but, right? I hear you, but, okay, but what about this? And I've said this, right? Like those are some of the phrases that should signal you're not in listening mode. And I think as we have this conversation today and I share the five points that I have for you, it is important that we distinguish between what I call planned conversations and passing conversations. So if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I am a big, big proponent of having regular check-ins with your spouse where you just have conversations about important things. And I teach my clients a very specific process for how to have these conversations in a lot of different ways, whether it's a weekly check-in or a issue you're trying to solve or a vulnerable conversation you're trying to have. There's protocols, guides, all those things inside my programs. And the key though, when you are having a planned conversation, and plans just mean like you both know you're having the conversation, you've flagged it, you've agreed, okay, on this day, at this time, we're gonna sit down and discuss this topic, right? The tips that I'm gonna recommend for listening are often easier to do when you have those planned conversations, right? It's almost like a meeting. And so if you think about having a meeting at work, you have an agenda, you know what you wanna cover, you know what the goal is, you come to that meeting prepared to share your opinion and prepared to problem solve and hear from the people you are meeting with. Same in those planned conversations in your spouse, with your spouse. And I recommend, like as we go through these five points, that you just take notes and actually bring those notes with you to the conversation. I think in marriage, because it's so intimate and because we're so close, we take a lot of the structure and formality out of things. And it's actually the structure and formality that helps us get over the hump and helps us get over the hurdle that has us saying any old kind of thing to each other, flying off the handle and being, you know, very self-focused and sometimes depending on how heated the conversation can get disrespectful to each other, right? And so in a planned conversation, these things that I'm going to share, bring your notes. There are plenty of times I can remember one instance in particular, I had a note card with me with a conversation I wanted to have with my husband because I wanted to stay grounded in how I wanted to show up. Was that weird? Probably. Is that the thing people do? No. But you're not here listening to this podcast to keep falling into the cycle of what people do because you are elevating yourself to not just be quote unquote people, you are elevating yourself to be a couple that has a healthy, thriving, upgraded marriage, okay? So highly recommend that for your planned conversations. Now, those passing conversations. Passing conversations are when, you know, you're just like, in the kitchen and someone's in the family room and you just like ask a question or you make a comment or you know something happens 
it's not like you intended to be having an important conversation, but it's like the comment made or the question asked triggers something in you, (laughs) right? And so in those passing conversations, the key to being able to activate your listening powers is to know when you are most likely to step out of a listening posture or process, right? When you're out of pocket to be able to listen, you're just not available to listen. What are those instances, right? And a lot of times what I find is the most common things that take you out of being able to listen in a passing conversation is when you're triggered, right? When something your partner says or does activates an emotional wound or a need that is not being met in your marriage. Other things are when you're just caught off guard, right? Maybe you go downstairs and you're expecting your partner to have done something and they have it. And you're just like, what in the actual world is going on? This is not what I expected. I had one thing in mind and now I'm caught off guard, totally surprised by this unmet expectation, right? Other times when you're likely to be taken out of being able to listen in those passing conversations and interactions is when you're in a rush, right? When you're like maybe trying to get out of the door and get somewhere or trying to hurry up and figure something out so you can move on to the next thing that needs to happen. Or when you're tired, right? It's late at night. You both have had a long day. You're trying to like hash this thing out because it feels like, urgent and needs to happen today, or you're hungry, right? That hangry sensation, or when you're frustrated about something else that really isn't actually related to what's going on with your partner. I had a client have a brilliant observation where she was like, I realize in this interaction, I was trying to control my husband because so many other things in my life felt out of control this week. Right. So being able to know like, oh, I'm really upset about this thing that happened at work. I'm really upset about this thing that happened with the kids earlier that happened with my mom or my friend. And now because I can't like address that with them right now, my frustration is displaced and it's going to spill on to you, my partner. Okay, so you want to just know, like, how can I cement these pieces of guidance that I'm going to get here in my planned conversations and how can I be more awake and recognize how to get myself into a listening position in some of these passing conversations. The second thing I want to suggest before we get into the actual five things that I'm going to offer you is a little bit of pre-work. You want to be able to actually tune into your body and your energy and know what it feels like for you to truly listen. Even right now, are you truly listening and present to what I'm saying to you in this conversation right now in the podcast? 
I know for me, sometimes I'll be listening to a podcast and I'm like doing something else or like I'll get distracted and I'm listening, but then I'm like, oh, oh, I need to write this note or, oh, I need to add this to my grocery list or, oh, I need to like check on this email I forgot to send someone, right? So like because our phones are so multitask oriented, you can literally be doing like five different things at once with one ear open. And so there are times when I'm listening to a podcast and I'm like, oh, this is really important. I really want to be present and pay attention to this. Or maybe I'm watching a video from a coaching program that I'm in and I will catch myself like, oh, I'm not really listening. Let me pause what I'm doing. Let me rewind to this part that was actually really helpful and valuable for me and fully take it in because I know what it feels like for me to truly be listening and paying attention and taking something in versus being distracted or even sometimes arguing in my head with the person that I might be listening to on the podcast, right? So the way you can think about being able to decide for yourself what it feels like for you to truly listen, what it looks like for you to truly listen, is to imagine if you were a fly on the wall, watching yourself be fully present and fully engaged and listening to your spouse, how would you describe it? What is the energy you are in when you are really just genuinely listening? A lot of times people will describe it as, I'm relaxed, I'm patient, I'm present, I'm calm, right? So in being able to execute these five things I'm going to share, you want to just be able to sense in your body, like, am I able to really listen right now? Can I get myself to a relaxed state? Can my energy be an energy of openness to really be prepared to listen? All right. And then the last thing that I want to say before I dive into the five um, pieces of guidance and perspective is there's two very important things you want to be doing internally that are going to make listening so much easier. Number one is releasing your resentment. And number two is healing from past hurt or trauma. And that could be in the relationship or outside of the relationship, just childhood trauma or other things that you're grappling with. And I'll even add a third, it's also having lots of self-love and self-trust, right? Because when you are holding on to resentment, when you are still hurt and traumatized by something that has happened, and when you are not able to fully love and trust yourself, it is going to be a thousand times harder to actually listen, to actually show up in a way where you can hear and receive and digest anything your partner might be saying to you, okay? So with all of that, right, you could, many of you could just pause and work on the things I've said so far, and that would make a massive positive shift in your ability to listen, right? You could just have this podcast episode in two parts for yourself. So if you know that some of that other stuff is your work, I highly recommend that. I highly recommend that you really 
look at like what's happening in these passing conversations. What are the things that really set me off and how can I get myself in a place being ready to listen? You really want to get into your own body and start understanding what is your energetic state when you're listening. And then you want to work on releasing that resentment, healing those past hurts and really building up your capacity to love and trust yourself. Okay. So that's that. Let's dive into the five. I don't know that they're actually steps because they're not linear per se, but five things to do to listen. Okay. It's much more uh, robust than just like having your ear available to what your partner is saying. Okay. So number one is in order to listen, you have to give your spouse the benefit of the doubt. You have to have a mindset of giving them the benefit of the doubt, meaning you are assuming they have positive intentions. You are assuming they are not trying to be difficult. You are assuming they are not your enemy, right? You want to think the best of them. Assume that they want you to be happy. Assume that maybe even in your conversations and even in what they're communicating to you, they may have blind spots. They're human, right? They may have blind spots that they're not aware of and they're not intentionally trying to disregard you. They're not intentionally trying to be inconsiderate. They're not intentionally being selfish, right? So you want to try your best to just wipe that slate clean and assume the best about your partner as you come to a conversation with them. Number two, is you want to cultivate the belief that ultimately you both want the same thing. This is another mindset piece to all of this, right? I want you to think about what it's like to be having a conversation with someone where you already know we have the same goal here. Now they're gonna offer their lens and their vantage point and their perspective, and I'm gonna offer mine but like we're headed in the same direction. And this ability to cultivate the belief that you ultimately want the same thing is such a game changer, right? And there's lots of ways to look at wanting the same thing. It could be that you both want peace with each other. It could be that you want a solution to an issue that works for you both, right? It could be that you both want to feel respected and heard, right? We can start with the most basic of human needs and desires and know that because you are both human beings, you both are already oriented to want peace, to want solutions that move you forward, right? And then even more specifically, a lot of times when I'm talking with couples about specific issues they're having, let's say parenting, right? When it comes to parenting, where you both want the same thing is you both want healthy, responsible, successful, emotionally well children, 
that grow into healthy adults, right? When it comes to your money, you both want a sense of financial security and financial freedom, right? Even if your approaches are totally different, you both want security and freedom. When it comes to your relationship, you both want to be happy and to enjoy each other, right? You can start with some of those like just very simple, basic things. Now, the way you both feel is the way to get there might be different, but you still want the same thing. So look for where that is true. Number three is to be present to what you are talking about now, right? So that means you're gonna have to sift through the past and focus on the heart of the current issue. And a lot of times I see people like, harping on the past, harping on all the times they've been disappointed and frustrated before. And doing that only clouds your mind and prevents you from being able to see and listen for what's happening now, right? So when you can say that like, yes, in the past, we've had these conversations. Ooh, I've got a good example. So my husband and I recently had like a money conversation And a few podcast episodes ago, I talked about like how hard that is for us sometimes and how like I just decided, nope, we need a break from trying to talk about money. I was ready this time, right? I had done my work. It was in the middle of the day and not at the end of the day. I had prepped him a little bit and the conversation went amazingly well, right? But it was because I wasn't dragging into oh, the last five times we've talked about this, it's ended in some tension. I was like, this is a new day. I'm willing to experiment and try it this new way. I'm willing to be present to what it is we actually need to discuss. And I need to make a decision about today. Not the five times in the past that it was some other similarly related topic, but not this one, right? So you want to release all of that and focus on what is here right now. What am I looking at right now in this conversation? What am I deciding upon right now in this conversation, right? It's not the time to try to make your partner pay for all the stuff in the past that like didn't go well. We have a clean slate, right? And one way to be able to do that is to be clear about the purpose of the conversation you are having now. Right. And if you really struggle with this and if you really find yourself having a brain that loves to keep referring to the past, right, you want to bring it back. And even if you're comparing, right, even if you're comparing it to the past, let the comparison be to focus on where there's progress now. Right? Like, where is there an improvement in this conversation than maybe the way you had it last time? Or is this conversation happening at a different level? Have you done more work to be better at this conversation? Right? Is it less intense than it was before? Right? You want to look for progress, not look for ways the past is proving to you that it's not going to go well this time. 
Number four is you want to find where you agree, right? So again, part of what takes you out of listening is being so hell-bent on your point, your perspective, right? So before you get into presenting your counter-argument to what your spouse has said, you want to acknowledge what they've said. You want to pause yourself and find where you can either understand what they've just said and validate like how that could be true for them. You want to find common ground where like, okay, that's in the neighborhood of where I am too. Or you want to go as far as to finding like where you agree, like where are the points of agreement? Where do we already agree on this topic? And then pause again, right? So what I see sometimes happen is people kind of give lip service to this, like, oh yeah, I hear you. Okay, I see it. But they move on so quickly, right? It's like... Yeah, I understand, but what about this, right? And I can tell just from listening to how they've quote unquote acknowledged what their spouse said, they actually have not at all. They've moved on too quickly for it to have actually taken root and landed with them. So that's why I have many moments of pause. You want to acknowledge what they said, pause. Find where you can understand, find some common ground or agree, and then pause again before you say anything about your perspective. And then point five, building upon the pausing, right, is you have to slow down. You have to pause and you have to be patient in the process of having a conversation. The number one thing that derails of conver- a conversation is being so reactive. And reactive reactivity is something that happens quickly. Otherwise, you wouldn't be reactive, right? And so you have to sit with your emotions. You have to be willing to feel frustrated, angry, misunderstood, inadequate, guilty, shamed, You have to be willing to feel those emotions and not immediately say something in rebuttal so that you don't have to feel that way anymore, right? And sometimes, even as you're processing and feeling your emotions, it's helpful to narrate and just like explain what you're feeling before you respond, right? So so that might look like, okay, I'm feeling really defensive, Give me a second, right? Just notice the energy of that. Like, I'm feeling really defensive. Give me a second. Versus immediately reacting with a defensive comment. Or I'm really feeling blamed and attacked. Hold on while I calm myself down, right? I want you to just think about the energy of a conversation when that is what you do instead. It will make such a difference. All right. So 
I trust that this has been helpful for you. This has been a meaty conversation today. And I would highly encourage you to save this episode, come back to it, listen to it often, take each one of these steps and just like make your own curriculum of it. Just try each step once a week, right? Like take one each week and just like put yourself on a, okay, this week I'm focusing on giving my spouse the benefit of the doubt. Or next week, I'm really focused on slowing down and pausing. It will make such a huge difference, okay? And if you could use more of my help, if you would like me to literally hold your hand, walk you, walk you and your spouse through this process so that you master it, so that it becomes your default way of being and communicating and that listening to each other is just what you do as a couple. That instead of arguing and always being in debates with each other, it's just like, no, we are constantly listening to each other. We are both feeling heard and understood and validated and valued. If that is what you want to be able to create in your marriage, I would love to support you in really getting there. And the best way to do that is inside one of my coaching programs. I have two couples options. One is to work with me privately in my private couples coaching program. And the other is to work with me inside my group coaching program, The Marriage Upgrade. We are pre-enrolling for that program now. You can find out more about working with me as a couple on my website, drshavon.com. And if you are a woman who is like, I know I am ready to work on this right now. Maybe my partner isn't ready. Maybe they're resistant. Maybe they're in their own process. But I know that if I can work on my skill of listening, if I can work on my side of the street and being the best partner that I can be, that is going to make such a huge difference in the quality of my experience. And that is something I am ready to do now. I want to invite you to work with me in my private coaching program for women. All right, everyone, you can find out all about that on my website, drshavon.com. Click the work with me tab and you will be able to read all about how I can best support you. You will schedule a private call with me. It's a consultation where we'll talk more about what you want to work on. I'll lay out exactly how I will support you and we will make sure that you are confident in taking this next step with me and that's the exact help that you want and that you are looking for right now. Thank you so much for being with me here in this episode. It has been my delight to have this conversation with you. Meet me back here next week for another episode. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in. And now a question for you. What did you get out of this episode? The most important part of this work is applying what you hear. I hope you'll do that. And if you loved this podcast, you will love working with me directly even more. I invite you to my website, drshavon.com, to learn about my coaching programs and any live masterclasses I may be hosting. And of course, 
We will meet right back here for the next episode of the podcast. Until then, keep loving your marriage again.